Hey podcast crew, first of all, miss you. Hope everybody's well, hope everybody's getting geared up for the summer. Big interview here I did on Coindesk that you're about to listen to. We get really deep into the crypto NFT vFriends reality. And podcast, I'm gonna say this the best way I know how. I highly recommend that you consider getting a vFriend. vFriends.com, go check it out. Some of them are selling for a high resell on the open market on OpenSea right now, but more importantly, there's still some available. Check out the gift goats and the spectaculars. All right, into the show. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Thanks for having me, everyone. Great to have you on the show. All right, so Gary, you were actually supposed to come onto the show two weeks ago, but you had to cancel because the NFT marketplace didn't go as planned. My thoughts yes. are that launching NFTs must be harder than it looks. So tell us what happened and how is it going right now? You know, um, Web3 is interesting stuff, you know. It, what, it, for me, I come from such a consumer place, right? I launched an e-commerce wine business in 1997. Um, I, you know, Web 2 is mature. Uh, and yeah, to your point, on, uh, on May 5th, we were just not ready. I was so excited about 5.5. Five. 5 is my favorite number. We, we paired up with the incredible team at NFT42 on the nameless platform. They did their job. I feel like I just didn't have a couple of things tight enough. And so, you know, I think it's even though we probably lost some momentum and lost some initial sales, having a product that wasn't as strong on mobile from a consumer standpoint, I think, you know, the crypto community is, is and the Web3 community is incredibly patient with its innovators from NBA Topshop to Artifact to Zed. For me, what I was worried about was 80% of the people that I knew were gonna be buying, because I was paying attention to my Discord, were buying for the first time buying with a non-custodial wallet for the first time. I thought it was very important for me to launch it as clean uh, of a user experience as I could, so we did push it by a week. Okay, uh, so you've been hyping up vFriends for weeks. Uh, can you tell us about what this NFT marketplace is all about? 10,000 V tokens are up for grabs. What are you selling uh, here? I'm building an intellectual property. I think NFTs, uh, during this era will look back will be looked back on as a place where uh, the Harry Potters, the Transformers, the Star Wars, the Thundercats and Care Bears and Rainbow Brights were created. So for me, V Friends is a world I've been thinking about for a long time. Originally it was gonna be a toy product that I launched a couple years ago, but the way the NFT market evolved. Uh, the other thing I did was take advantage of the smart contracts. What I innovated on a little bit was I created a conference called VCon where every one of these 10,255 tokens is also a three-year pass to uh, VCon, which is a super conference that I'm looking to put on once uh, a year over the next three-year period, kind of like a South by Southwest meets a Davos, meets a little Coachella and culture and things of that nature. So really excited to kind of push the way people think about NFTs. I think the smart contract on uh, realities have not been touched. The off-chain, off-line yeah. realities have not been touched as much as I think they can, and that was a big ambition for me with BeFriends. So Gary, the tokens give auction winners either access to you via breakfast date or virtual meeting, gifts curated by you, or admission to your events. I wonder, is there any concern that 
people are being commoditized or, you know, you know, on the one hand, this can be seen as very empowering, but on the other hand, it could be seen as, you know, commercializing people and their services so blatantly on the free market. Is that any concern to you? The concern to me is the same that it is with everything in the world, whether that's social media, the internet, the blockchain. I think intent and humanity matter, and I think everything, you know, people are concerned of exploitation with capitalism. People are, you know, concerned about it with socialism. People are, you know, I'm not too overly worried about it. The access to me was 2% of the overall project. Um, so for me, uh, what I really wanted to do, to be frank with you, that was that was a late addition. That was in response to the fact that for the last 60 days, the enormity of celebrities and influencers that were putting out projects that were just a picture of them done by a digital artist they commissioned and were selling for tens and you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, I thought that there was a better way to go about it. And so for me, I'd love to pay for a token and collectible that I own in perpetuity that may also allow me to play tennis with Novak Djokovic or, or go into the studio with T Grizzly. And so uh, I'm not overly worried about that. I'm, I'm more worried about people um, not trying to provide value. And I think to your point, the people that are gross and ridiculous with it will not find a marketplace or may find a marketplace for a few minutes, but long-term will hurt their reputation. So just kind of piggybacking off of that question, just about kind of the role of influencer culture in NFTs. So in theory, NFTs are supposed to democratize the marketplace, right? But in practice, what really happens is that people with big networks and people with well-known names and people who have influencer status are have a much easier time breaking into NFTs. And like this sort of smaller, lesser known artist has a much harder time breaking into NFTs. I mean, same as in the traditional art world, right? And as you said, even some do you, do you agree with that? Because I think to your point, I think you're right 60 days ago, but I think it's been really cool to watch what's happened over the last 60 days, maybe 30 days, where you've seen enormous influencers and celebrities sell one or two tokens. Uh, I think to your point, maybe 90 days ago when we had that America's finding out about this, um, but I think if you look carefully, I think it's been really fun because uh, I love the, the market is the market is the market. I think even a one like an Eminem or Dame Lillard have spent their lives executing to create this community and interest. If they don't come correct enough in an NFT execution, the market has told them so. No. Well, that, yeah, I, that's probably true, but that also sort of proves my point. Like, if even if some celebrities aren't able to make it in the NFT marketplace, imagine how hard it is for the ordinary person, right? Because for the most part, a lot of these celebrities have teams of people helping them. Some of them have direct access to the platforms. You know, the platforms will help them or they'll help them, will give them better placement. They have huge social media networks. So I take what you're saying, but just, you know, amplify that by a thousand and you have the average person trying to get into the NFT market and they're just kind of well, going to be I don't, completely I don't, I don't, I, I don't think democracy democracy or open platforms or decentralization means everyone should win, right? Like I'm a byproduct of winning on social media. Hundreds of millions have tried to win on social media and haven't. You know, I kind of love that. I actually think the market is the market is the market is really kind of cool. Like, you know, people, you know, Blau wasn't a famous music artist, but he was he built community and leverage within crypto, he'll go and have his success. He'll outperform people that are 
40 trillion times bigger than him on Spotify. Uh, you know, to your point, just cause there is NFTs doesn't mean that you're gonna slap some pretty piece of art on there and then you're Michelangelo. There's a lot of work that goes into actually even having a chance to succeed. Right. I guess my point, just to finish this this uh, this thread, is that um, for the average person, though, because the myth of NFTs, right, is that it is a more level playing field. And what you were describing is very similar to the current social media environment in which, you know, someone coming in and starting from scratch is going to have a very hard time building that influence. And they are going to have less tools and resources than a celebrity would have. That's that. That's just my impression of the NFT market. I think I think that's a tweak on the myth. I think the myth, to your point, like whoever believes I'm gonna make something in Photoshop and I'm gonna win just because I posted it on, you know, on OpenSea, th- that's called delusion. On the flip side, the person that's sitting at home who's very talented at art, the fact that she or he can put it on the marketplace and have a chance, which is very different than Walmart or Toys R Us or Home Depot or QVC selecting you and saying, yes, you can present on my shelves or on my screen, that is kind of cool. So, so what, Gary, needs to happen to enable that kind of cool aspect of it? You know, is, there, is there anything more that needs to happen in this very nascent industry to, to give that greater access? Well, I think the access exists, right? Like, I mean, like the, you know, the, the, the marketplace, you can, it's eBay, it's, you know, it's, it's an open, it's, it's Instagram. The, the ability to sell the product exists. I think the point earlier is well taken. If somebody has huge audience that we've seen platforms give them front page access and things of that nature, but let there be no confusion. These platforms are not smitten by these influencers or celebrity, they want their audience. They're trying to build their business. You know, I think, I think um, ideology is a, is a very intriguing concept. This is incredible opportunity for people that nobody's ever heard of, no question. I also think that there are people that people have heard of that are also going to do well. On the flip side, there are many that aren't. Uh, you know, I'll be very frank, the, the, there have been many people who've launched projects in the last 30 days who are dramatically more famous than me, have had much bigger platforms, have been launched on third-party platforms where they've put them on the front page. I built mine on top of Nameless and with NFT42 and built a URL to drive towards, you know, and, and our results have been staggeringly different, but I think that came down to strategy and execution, effort, intent, and I, and I think that will play out quite a bit. And when I, when I lose, which I do all the time as well, that's also the market telling me I'm losing. So I think, you know, I think, I, I think what needs to happen is accountability and responsibility on the IP creator or the yeah. artist to realize there's a lot they can do. Are they, are they willing to, by the way, they could have gone on TikTok two and a half years ago and put out a lot of content and amassed Five, five thousand, five hundred thousand. Like, there, there's so much opportunity. I would argue that people are crippled by opportunity. But I think to the point earlier, uh, you know, I don't look at this as like, you know, the place I was born. You know, communist Russia, where everyone's going to be the same. That, that's not the promise. I think of of NFTs. I think the promise is that that 
the distribution of a digital asset on this chain doesn't require a gatekeeper like a retail store or an art gallery, which is cool and is similar to the way it played out with social media a decade ago. That doesn't mean some people are gonna do better than others. That's just the nature of humanity. So Gary, just pivoting from that a little bit, there's, you know, some of what you're describing also speaks to this whole meme culture, this meme investing world that we're in. What do you make of, you know, Dogecoin, GameStop, uh, the whole Elon phenomenon? Because it speaks very much to what you're, you're, you're addressing here. I think humans are media platforms and the world is struggling with that transition. You know, what do I think about it? I think, um, I think that uh, there was a time and age when humans walked earth and they did not think that gold was valuable. There was a time when we did not think that a diamond was valuable. I think we're running, we're running through a mature internet and an emerging blockchain human reality. And I think a lot of us are trying to navigate and figure it all out. I think it's, early, it's too early to put a, a cherry on the Sunday of what's happening here. But what I can tell you is the humans on top of social platforms are building significant influence that doesn't require a medium in between them and the audience, and that is causing new realities that we haven't seen over the last century. So just quickly to just um, zero in on that for one second, you know, the rise of Dogecoin, for example, and then there are all these sort of imitator dog-themed coins like Sheepcoin, yes. right? Do you, what, what do you think of this phenomenon writ large? Like on the one hand, yes, it's very democratic, anyone can join in and, and you know, but on the other hand, some of these coins really don't have any fundamental value and a lot of people could seriously lose money. I'm just curious what you think of this phenomenon in general. Is it, is it good for the crypto industry or is it dangerous? I think it's a great question. I think ultimately in the short term, it'll probably be dangerous because, you know, the one thing I always try to tell people is like, invest in what you understand. You know, I don't invest in most things. I, I don't, I, I just don't, because I don't understand it. And I think that then you're just into gambling and I'd rather just bet on a sporting event and enjoy it. So I think to your point, um, many of these things, it reminds me a lot of internet 1999 and 2000. I believed in the internet so much so much, but I couldn't understand why all those companies were worth so much money. And then as both everybody probably on this show knows and definitely many at home, we had, we had March and April of 2000 where 90% of those stocks went out of business, went to zero, but in there was Amazon and eBay, which were remarkable investments because the internet was the internet. And that's kind of how I think of altcoins and NFTs. I genuinely believe that 98% of what's out there right now will not be a good investment. I truly believe that 98, 99% of the NFTs that people are buying today will not end up being a good investment. On the flip side, I think the macro concept of NFTs over the next three decades is one of the most significant consumer behavior technologies we've seen most I felt since social media. And so, as you, to your point, I think that's why this is such a interesting time that everyone's talking. If that is true, if history is repeating itself with internet stocks, that's a pretty intense game, right? Most go to garbage, which is quote unquote, don't forget all the articles written about the internet in the mm -hmm. summer of 2000. It was a fad, see, we told you. That's gonna happen when we have an NFT winter you know, whenever, if, you know, it's gonna happen right now because there's too much supply against demand.
As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people, you know, it's so funny, people that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness, uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's amazing five-star review comes from Andre, and it reads, As a fan of Gary, the podcast has been everything I've always needed. To have Gary on demand whenever I need a bit of motivation. Thank you. No thank you, Andre, for that amazing review. And to any of you listening out there, if you leave us a review, you might just get shouted out in the next episode.